Welcome back. It is the Captain's Run for State Transport. Our people are your solution. So I admittedly have got myself into a bit of a lather in here over what we saw from the Cats last night. Of course, following on from that dominant trade period, following on from that dominant premiership win as well, has got me just admittedly probably bordering on too excited. So I thought we'd better go to a man who was there, who witnessed it firsthand. Am I, do I need a, a Bex and a lie down, or are we, should we be rightfully absolutely petrified of what the Cats might offer this year? And are they, in fact, going to go to another level Again, Michael Barlow uh, is the coach of Werribee in the VFL. Played a lazy 141 games for the Dockers. Played in the grand final there. Went to Gold Coast. Now helps us out here, of course. Does some great work for AFL Nation. Uh, Mickey, welcome to the show. Thanks for your time. Morning, Sammy. Yeah, good to hear your voice and and be on. I'm just on a road that you know very well, I think. The, the Westgate Bridge. Trying to get <laughs> over the bridge and into Icon Park to have a look at Collingwood Carlton a bit later on. But, um, yeah, last night. Pretty impressive, uh, the Cats, um, and on the other side of the coin was, was the Hawks, who obviously have a bit of work to do. So where are you on a scale of 0 to 10? 0 being it's a practice match, don't be stupid, and 10 being everyone else is playing for second. Uh, no, I think it's the bottom end of that, probably a 3 or 4. Right. Um, watching watching why, they're, they're very impressive. And at, at times it was um, near on training run stuff for the Cats. Well, I probably like about the Cats, and I think the optimism is high for a lot of people, but they shifted a lot of their personnel around last night. Like Asava Radagalia, back half blush in the VFL, played in the back, so he, he was he was a defender, so that, that forced kind of Jack Henry to go play in the front half, um, hurt himself, I think, at the back end of the second yeah. quarter and, and didn't play any, any further part. But they're looking for ways to um, improve again. Uh, yeah, Mark Blitzarves, I look at their leadership group in particular and think they're, they're a selfless unit. The, the amount of opportunities for, for players to, to actually score or, or kick a goal yet last night and their first, second, third option, whilst under limited pressure within 30, was to, to look to give off the ball and, and actually provide for another teammate to score was amazing. So um, they're selfless. The Blitzarves one is a real watch because you know, he, he probably becomes potentially becomes the captain in a couple of weeks of that club. And mm. I think um, Chris Scott goes to him most weeks and and tells him, mate, you're doing this role or you're doing a different role. You're on the wing. You're, you're playing in the ruck. You're playing on ball. And that can really rattle some players. But he just embraces it because he knows it, it is what is best for the team. Um, and, yeah, the, the, the magnets were flipped and and they do look, look really, really good. Um, and they will have... A, a big challenge kind of fitting probably the 28 to 32 that, that could play or should play round one into into that round one side. Yeah, without an absence of injuries, and it's going to be mightily hard to, to pick that 22 each and every week. So, uh, geez, and just on uh, Mark Blitzars, wouldn't that just uh, already one of the AFL's great stories if he was to go on and become captain of an AFL club, it'd be, it'd be pretty hard to beat. What of Hawthorne then, if we are to use a similar scale? So, They've taken a very deliberate path with their with their regeneration and their list strategy, Michael. Um, what did we see from them yesterday? And, and should Hawthorne supporters be, you know, a little bit concerned, um, albeit just the one the one offering so far this year? Mm. Um, no, I think I think they have prepared themselves and prepared their members and supporters for for what's to come. And I think drawing Geelong at GMHBA Stadium um, in February mm. when they are kind of largely fully fit and available. Um, I don't think Hawthorne would have been the only side kind of getting a bit of a touch-up at this time of year. 
from the reigning premier. But I listened to Sam Mitchell. I think Sam Mitchell's you know very impressive the way he assesses things and, and the way he's going about it. I listened to him this morning with Tan and Kingy, and you know his mention of um, that it's never as bad as, as it seems, and it's never as good as it seems. So the 85 point um, margin is you know, to the eye and in the moment alarming, but at the same time you look at the players that they exposed for the first time last night, you know, young Weddle on a wing, played on bit subs, you know, would have won. Thomas centre square bounce mix was, you know, Will Day, um, Ward, uh, Lloyd Meek is new to, the, new to the club. So they're actually just getting these guys together in in these positions and, and actually playing as a group for for the first time. So mm. um, they will improve markedly off the back of you know, a, a fair touch-up last night. Um, and I love the fact that Sam Mitchell won't balk at probably some pessimists out there, and he'll he'll continue to toe the line that he's been doing for for a couple of months. Just coming back to the Cats, and obviously that that trade period where they're able to bring bring in you know three former um, first round draft picks, and they all shone in different ways yesterday. Yeah. Oh, just that that Geelong forward line. So a lot of texts this morning saying hard to believe that Ollie Henry couldn't get a regular game at, at Collingwood last year. I mean, could he make the Pies pay this year? What was he one of the big takeaways for you? Yeah, he was, and he's probably the one um, of those three recruits. You look at their grand final side last year and you think um, round one this year would be largely the same same makeup. Obviously, Joel Salwood goes out, Tom Hawkins um, you know, likely won't be available round one. So there's a couple of spots there, and the Tom Hawkins replacement right now seems logical to be Ollie Henry because that, mm. that spot becomes available. The, the, other, the other spot um, up for goes to the Joel Selwood position it is a Tanner Bruin um, or a Jack Bowes position. We know Max Holmes didn't play in that grand final. Um, Sam Menegola was really good last night. So they got guys, guys coming through and out of those recruits have still not sold that all three play in their round one side. But speaking of Ollie Henry, um, again, he, he wouldn't have... Well, no, he would have because Collingwood was one of the most explosive ball use sides of halfback last year and, and brought the ball in really quickly. Couldn't establish himself in that front half. But the ball movement from the Cats, when they do get it between the arcs, it's very predictable that they'll turn, mm. that they'll offload a handball to the, to, the run, to the run and speed from behind. And it just flows in and largely they get one-on-ones and the athleticism and um, forward craft of Ollie Henry really shone with, with a vacant um, forward 50. It'll only get harder for him you know, the, the more opposition will put work into him and the opposition will get a little bit stronger as well. So, yes, absolutely a great audition for Ollie Henry. Um, but, again, it's never as good as it seems, Sonny. Never as bad as it seems. So, oh, Ollie Henry would be on cloud nine this morning, but, um, yeah, bigger challenges to come for him. Of course. Hey, there's one other name I wanted to raise with you, uh, Michael Barlow, as someone who, you know, you applied your trade in the engine room. Now, this man, uh, Max Holmes, you mentioned he missed out on the grand final last year, made a name for himself off a wing last year, but deployed right in at the centre bounces uh, last night and, and really caught the eye with that explosiveness out of out of congestion. I mean, this it might not be a, a role change for the duration of 23, but, geez, he caught the eye last night. Yeah, and even even last year, I think he was coming back from um, an injury mid-year, and where we actually played against Geelong, Max Holmes played as a genuine inside mid, and um, he didn't have a huge day. But what he had was a huge 15 minutes. I think it was it was maybe the third quarter in that match where he had four centre clearances in a row, and it was all the back off the back of um, his speed and explosion out of the out of the one-on-one scenarios in centre square bounce. So. 
I think it's a really important, and a lot of clubs are picking up on that necessity to have at least that one speed player and the one burst player in the centre square bounce to be able to to pick the loose ball and then explode forward, um, knowing that they've got one on ones ahead of the game. So, um, yeah, Chris Scott, there were some cutaways on the KO broadcast of of him last night after the game had finished. Um, the camera panned to him and. He looks like he's getting younger. So the stresses aren't dying on him because I think he's looking... The only stresses at the moment he's having is how to actually uh, maximise the magnets that he actually has and, and where to... How quickly do they put Max Holmes into the engine room? Because yeah, I think in time he'll become a, a centre square bounce player and um, a genuine inside mid. Are you getting younger coaching Werribee, mate? Um, not at this time of year. There's... A big build. It is a long summer and a long pre-season. We've got our camp this weekend and kind of tidy up a few things on the camp. And then we'll head into some practice matches. We start the re- uh, the, the week after AFL round one. So mm-hmm. it's closing in. Our practice matches will start next week, which, um, yeah, listening to a, a lot of AFL coaches and a lot of AFL players this time of year, you get sick of um, pitching your own guys against your own guys. And, and that can come with some frustration. You're trying to do the same thing and, and everyone's kind of aware of it. And I think our guys are... And absolutely looking forward to to playing some opposition and getting a few different variables at them, which will which will be good and it'll be good for the coach as well to to kind of allow our guys to go out and um, fly their craft yeah, against an opposition. But loving it, Sammy, it's it's a very good role, but also like kind of mixing it up on the side with a bit of media work to to keep the the balance right. Uh, well, we love having you on here, mate. That's for sure. And I, I know you're getting along to the footy today, so in, enjoy that. And great to have your insights from from yesterday with uh, Geelong dismantling Hawthorne. And uh, best of luck for your own your other day job. That is coaching Werribee, of course. Appreciate you joining us. Thanks, Amy. Chat soon.